Brandon. Hey, Alan. And welcome to Dice Over Everything. So I, I think I never really get bored of painting skulls. I think we've talked about <laughs> it. I'm, I'm perfectly okay yeah, with many times. Painting like Marines with skulls on them. Sci-fi guys, like Infinity with skulls, yeah. pure skeletons. Uh-huh. I don't seem to get bored of that. But there's a lot of like miniatures out there I just don't want to even own because they yeah. don't have the things I like. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure there's lots of things like that that you're like, oh, I don't even own those because they just go so far against my preferred aesthetic. Yes, and especially now that I have so many miniatures, I feel like as we get older and older and we kind of like refine our tastes, um, we realize that like there's certain miniatures or even like entire game systems that I can't touch because uh, the miniatures have some sort of trope that makes me want to stab my eyeballs out whenever I look at them. It's just like an aesthetic to them that you're like, could you just stop that? Yeah. Yes, exactly. It's not like a corner case thing. It's it's all over the place. And then, and so there's, yeah, exactly. And there's certain things that I'm like, I don't really like that. And then there's certain things where as I get older, the less and less tolerant I get of ever seeing those things in my game at all. Mm -hmm. And so... I feel like this is like a PSA to um, all the game miniature game fa- manufacturers out there that if you do not correct these things, you will have lost two customers forever. And then hopefully, <laughs> and also, hopefully our three listeners boycott them. <laughs> yeah. And you'll, do you really want to do these things? This trope that you've constantly be doing, you will lose that five customers. Yeah. That's a lot of, that could make a break, man. So, so yeah, so our, our, our topic today is um, basically we both created lists about the top five miniature tropes we hate. So we know, we know one's going to overlap. Do we want to start with the one we know is going to overlap? And then, then just- nah, nah, you always got to That's number one for me. So let, let's do, let's go for the least to the high, to the, the one that we all know is coming. All right, I have I have not, and you should too if you care tr- if you truly care about miniatures and miniature sculpting and beautiful miniatures. Uh, okay, so I'll start with something maybe similar, but okay. it's giant shoulder pads. Okay, so the top the, your your one thing that you hate is how giant shoulder pads are very popular in the miniature gaming world. Yeah, so I said I'm not going to stop at my started my first pet peeve but i'll go for one that's mm-hmm. like gets kind of annoying yep the shoulder pads on shoulder pads that i think we've talked about this before that there's certain things that are showcase miniatures they can just be way over the top and that's mm-hmm. cool but then if it's on the whole army it just gets ridiculous yeah and some miniature game makers just believe that giant shoulder pads need to be on every single model in every single faction in the whole freaking <laughs> game but and, yeah and My favorite is is when you have this like uh, petite, sexy, you know, femme fatale who is wearing like almost next to nothing except for giant shoulder pads. Oh, <laughs> it's oh, like oh. I think I don't care about like armor on the rest of my body. Because I gotta look great strutting around the the thing, but my shoulders. If I lose my shoulders, everything's over. So I'm gonna put giant shoulder pads, mm-hmm. wearing like a bikini chain <laughs> bikini chainmail kind of thing. Uh, except I have giant shoulder pads. Yeah, if you're gonna go for a bikini mail, go full bikini mail. Don't 
Exactly. Like, don't, do you really need those giant shoulder pads? One spot that could have protected you somewhere else. <laughs> it's like maybe they 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 have. It's it's it, the miniature is them like getting ready to go to battle, so they only were able to. I don't know why you put your shoulder pads on first, but you know. No, that's not how <laughs> how any sort of sports equipment works. But I'm sure I'm sure it's totally not sure. like sports padding. Oh, that 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 reminds me actually. Of, do you remember that? Wasn't there the female? There was a female football league, where they they were like it's lingerie football, where it's literally the, shoulder the, pads and bikinis. Uh-huh. Yeah, it was literally shoulder pads and bikinis. Wasn't that a thing? Is it still a thing? It might be. No, I think I think it went out of. Yeah, I guess that was bad. That wasn't yeah. something that going on, like these things we're talking about. Yeah, you'd think that it would do better. Like the Victoria's Secret and uh, like uh, fan base probably overlaps, overlaps significantly with the NFL player base. You'd think mm-hmm. that it would go together. But apparently we already have those things. So they, you know, <laughs> apparently they want to keep those two things separate. You don't need to put them together. Yeah. So I don't know if we need to spend more time on the joint and shoulder pads, but it's just – it's the it's the frequency of it, right? There's certain things where it's like once everyone has giant shoulder pads, no one has giant shoulder pads. And then like it's an escalating thing, right? If everyone has giant shoulder pads and you're like, no, this guy's gotta be the guy with really big shoulder pads, he then the- shoulder pads on his shoulder pads. That's where it goes. Exactly. Exactly. And it's like it's too much, right? It's an escalating war. So I could see Shoulder pads is definitely a thing. Uh, you see them in a lot of miniatures. I think Privateer Press used to have this problem. I don't know if they have the same the problem as any anymore as much, but you see it also in Games Workshop stuff where the, the shoulder pads, the escalating shoulder pads are getting ridiculous. Yeah, the, the Primaris didn't go crazy with it, which is okay. They, they stretched the Primaris out, which probably made the giant shoulder pads on Marines a bit better. It's not proportionally, but not as crazy. And they, yeah, yes, actually, that's one of the good things about Primaris is that they they feel more proportioned. So their giant shoulder pads are because they just got stretched out, but their shoulder pads stayed the same size. Yep. It actually made them look a lot better. I think their helmet and shoulder pads stayed the same size, but the rest of their body was stretched out. So they actually looked better. So more of that. Good job, Games Workshop. We don't give you a lot of compliments, but apparently we're on a tear. I think this is the precursor to us all going and starting playing Games Workshop games. I'm just telling you. Prediction. Oh, yeah. Anyways, prediction. We'll be. Pl- oh, we'll make a prediction video later. Sure. Yep. Yep. All right. Um. You're so not. What's a my not- number five? So my my the uh, of my top five, the one that bugs me the most about uh, miniature tropes is the preponderance and and of ornate bases that are sculpted into the model. Ooh. I this is something that is definitely like a fad that's been coming up. So basically there's a lot of CAD work and a lot of more intricate models. And what's been happening, I feel, is that to make sure that these I, I don't know I you know, for a, a one-off piece, it's fine to have uh your base as part of your model, but this is happening so often now. So in the same way, like one offset every once in a while, especially when you have a, a display piece it's fine, but it's much, even in a display piece, it's much better to have your base be a separate part of your model. But more and more, we're starting to see as CAD becomes more popular and people start sculpting things, um, 
they start sculpting in the model the model into a sculpted base which means yeah. that if you want to put that model onto a different base even if it's a display model you can't or you if you do you have to cut off a whole bunch of pieces right yeah, like if it's on a tactical rock and you're like no my, my guy's in a city there's no tactical rock in the middle of this futuristic city yeah. I'm sorry. It, yes or uh worse if they have like i don't know your they're supposed to be in a bush and the grass is sculpted onto the leg. So literally you cannot remove that. Or even worse, if it's like a hand of some, some dead body or some stuff that is for some reason groping the person's leg. That's like cool. if you don't want that person to grope the leg, you want to remove that, that thing. You can't. That's called I, feel... I had to do that and it was terrible. Exactly. So I feel especially, like, especially when it's metal. Like yeah. plastic carving away, it's not as, it's not as yeah, but then you still have to re-sculpt it back, right? It's such yeah. a big pain in the butt. And I think before they used to sculpt the entire model separately and then put on like if there's a gropey leg or gropey arm from some dead body or something, it would be another piece that goes on top of a fully sculpted uh model so that you can put that arm on or not. But yeah. as models become more um monopose. The idea of having that is is less of a thing. So these, I feel like it's just more common to have this, the the base as a a, a required piece of the model. So to me, this is yeah, like I hate the foot, it, right? Like often the foot will be part of the base, and you're like, no, I need the foot. Yeah, and you're like, why can't you just have like cut it at the foot so that if I want to replace even your tactical rock. I want to put in a different tactical rock, but I can't. Like, if I want to put a, I don't know, a, a, a crate if it's in, in in a city, right, or or whatever, I can't do that because you've literally sculpted them together. So, that is my number five. Yep, I can see that happening more now. So annoying. Mm-hmm. Oh well, unfortunate. Oh, all right. How about we we keep going along this? whole thing about more the the armor so i'll give my other pet peeve this might really be higher up Mm -hmm. but just to keep going with this theme armor that can't actually move in reality (laughs) we're we're back to our space marines here yeah (laughs) like when i look at the guys like mantic is even more guilty of this than gw you're like that armor's stuck in place it cannot (laughs) rotate it can't do anything yeah it's like the people didn't think about the uh physics of the model they just sculpted something that looks cool and honestly this is not just models this is art in general right sometimes you'll see a really really cool piece of art but you're like that plate is literally stopping that person from moving their arm anywhere like you can't even put your arm down what do you how can, yeah. how can you walk? Literally, they're walking with their arm out <laughs> like yeah. this, and they can't even swing it. They just got to rotate to stab the person, rotate their entire body. They just have to spin and spin. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Except that their their knee pads also can't move, so <laughs> they literally just have to hop around <laughs> and jump on you or something. Like small hops, yeah, because the knee pads are like locked. It's like, okay, where's the joint in this? Where does it like yeah. fold into the top pad? It's like, no, it doesn't. Their, their leg is locked. No, no. Yeah, that's why they're in these weird poses because they literally can't walk around otherwise. Yeah, I agree. This is a this is a thing that really bugs me too. I would say it's largely just lazy sculpting. It comes down to the details, where like eight, 
with a lot of projects, like 80% of the work is getting the details right. You can have uh -huh. like the over, like 20% of the work is getting the overarching idea correct in most projects. But mm -hmm. then to get the details ironed out will take a lot more time. I guess the sculptors just don't see it as being worth their time. If they're doing something on like a cheap commission, then they just mm -hmm. can't do it. And the companies aren't willing to pay them to, to put in the extra effort. To put the extra time, yeah. And you get this, this crap. Is, this is the things where you have cut, where they cut corners, right? Pretty much. Yeah. The, the corners so, are the corners that should bend and they can't bend. <laughs> yeah. I, I, yeah. What do you think a solution to this is? Do you think it's just literally putting in the time on design phase to actually make it make things work? Um, no, I think that if the people give the artist a concept design, mm -hmm. the artist can work with the concept design and make it so that it would function in reality. But it's just they, probably the hours it would take to do it. Mm -hmm. It's they not worth it. Neither part this is one of those things that you often see with miniatures along the same lines that bugs me is, um, yeah, if they can't fit in their armor. Like you see these things, like you said, in, in Games Workshop. And this is one of the things that I really, really liked about Infinity. Um, basically, there was a phase in Infinity where they had heavy, heavy infantry, where they realized they were creating armors where a human couldn't actually exist inside the heavy infantry armor. And oh, so cool. they started creating designs where you have the, the human body, right? They'd have the human body and say, this is how it would fit into the armor. So at least, I don't know, especially with their tags, which are designed with like people inside a big, like a robot, but mm -hmm. where the person is situated, uh, they basically can't have legs because the legs go to nowhere. Legs, <laughs> in the thing. legs go into yeah. sort of the, the torso and then have to stop. Yeah, exactly. Just the way that the, the model is shaped. And you saw this uh, especially annoyingly in the recent uh, Space Marine buggy where the guy in the front, uh, his legs and his body is so close to the ground. Uh, to, for him to fit his legs, his legs literally have to be laying on the ground for, for them to fit. The like if they came off the bottom Flintstone style, <laughs> I'd be down. But they would <laughs> be awesome. Yeah, it would at least be realistic. But now it's it's literally like a I don't know. I guess he has to cut off his legs, his feet to actually go into the this buggy. I don't know. Yeah, it's like another form of dreadnought where you where his body <laughs> missing. Yeah. For all the people whose uh, feet have been blown off, you get to ride in this buggy now. Yeah, maybe I don't understand it. It's just a big, it's actually an ornate wheelchair. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Uh, yeah, so that's yeah, that's a good one. So I think that really um, comes down. Like that might come back to our introduction that we as gamers should just boycott garbage like that and be above it. It's like, sorry guys, yeah. you can't sell this game to us. We, we have <laughs> it doesn't matter. Is how that just throwing some more shade at Games Workshop? We were, we were saying too many nice things to get about Games Workshop before, so we got to dial it back and be like, yeah, just boycott those games. <laughs> They've gotten better, so that's true. They have gotten better. This is probably why we're more nice to them now. Um, yeah, we're fair, I guess you could say, maybe, sometimes. Um, okay, my number four is uh, too many straps, packs, and junk on a model. So the, it's the Rob Liefeld effect. Yeah. If you know this 90s comic, your, your 90s comic artists, the idea that... Um, 
this is not just on miniatures technically this is just a general fantasy uh, arc trope where for some reason like you need a bajillion straps wrapping like your your clothes to onto your body for no reason i guess it's just to look cool but i'm like sometimes the straps are not even like attached to a pack or anything yeah they're literally not having holding anything there's just like millions of straps everywhere uh and and it just looks a little bit overly ridiculous uh not just and it's not just what i mean is any kind of or, or ornamentation like there's it starts going overboard, right? And this is a, a common trope against Games Workshop uh, with all of their purity seals. When they started introducing purity seals on the Space Marines, they're like, oh, this is kind of cool to break up the good guy Space Marine so that they're as differentiated as a Chaos Space Marine. And so they just started slapping purity seals everywhere. Well, to be fair, most of the purity seals came on a separate sprue and you would slap them on yourself. <laughs> one or two on them oh oh that's fair so we're just saying it's, it, it, it's not it's not the games workshop's fault it was actually the gamer's fault for thinking that more more purity seals is better oh yeah you, you paid good money so, for those purity seals you better use so them then why so then the problem is the new i guess the new crop of of miniature sculptors now that everything is monoposed uh were born in the era where they love to strap on purity seals everywhere like the new, if you look at the, I guess they're not new anymore. The eighth edition uh, Space Marine, I forget what he called, the heavy armor. So they had the normal Primaris Intercessor armor, right? And then they have this like super heavy armor and all of the initial ones like that, I think it's the basically the equivalent of, of Terminator armor for Primaris. They started like, they were ridiculous. And for some reason they ha- they all had like chains around their, their, waist attached to like a little i don't know a little uh ornamentation that was right in front of their junk and so it looked like they had a cod piece every single one of them had a cod piece and i'm like did uh-huh. you really need this on every single guy like sometimes they have to learn that less is more right if again this is the same kind of thing as double shoulder pads right if everyone has a million fucking little things hanging off them, then no one has anything hanging off them. Then the guy that has extra ornamentation is not ostentatious or, or, or over the top. Now you have to put on even more things to make them even more exciting, right? Yeah, so I, I would say that straps aren't so over the top that I'm okay with people just being fully strapped up. <laughs> but, and packs, you know, packs yeah. could be cool too. But it's when there's like some... They treat the straps like armor. It's like they couldn't afford armor plates. Yeah. So they just used a whole bunch of straps instead as their leather armor. It's like, uh, I only have belts. So I'm going to wrap these belts around my, my arm mm-hmm. uh, instead of having like a leather, like, I don't know, what do you, like a, a leather, leather uh, armband, right? Or, or whatever, right? Instead, I just, it's just a billion belts that I, that I put on top. It just yeah, is ridiculous. I'm fine with it. Okay, fair. You know what? Some people like the aesthetic. To me, this is way too much. Stop Rob LaFilding. Bring it down a notch where you can have that thing where you have a normal guy. And then when you have the, the guy that is all strapped up, he can be your bondage guy. Not every single guy has to be a bondage guy. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, they, they could vary in the army how many <laughs> straps they have. But, you know, four straps on one arm's fine. 
Actually, four is not even that many. Four on your forearm, then another like three. Well, here's the thing. Like, it, it does make sense you have a lot of pockets because technically, you know, when people go to war, you, you need a lot of pockets to hold a lot of things. But like, they just went too, too far. That's all I'm saying. Mm-hmm. All right. That's my number four. So what's oh. your number three? God, uh, this has to follow an order. So I'm going to go for everyone just being a jacked dude. Not like super jacked, just like regular jacked. Mm. Like okay. The army has to be like able to bench 250. Not more. He's not like a, not like a full on bodybuilder, but they're all like. So smart. even, so yeah. So like basically everyone, they're not football like the, players the, the, the body phenotype is from, uh, super no i think it is it starts from bodybuilder and it goes to steroid user like steroid (laughs) overly Uh steroided guy it's like i'm fine with that having at that end but there's just so many armies where everyone will just be a bodybuilder they won't they won't have gone full juicing even they won't be full-on like football player they'll just be like more mma (laughs) fighter so to be fair so like what do you mean by everything like the whole, every dude in the whole army will have that same body type. There's no variation in the body types. And the, the uh, they, yeah. they always pick that body type. Yeah. They always pick like the MMA fighter body type, which is a good body type because clearly it works uh-huh. for being a prize fighter, fighter, being the best yeah. fighter. But not everybody attains that in your army. Yeah, and it's also true that like, depending on, on where you are, I do feel like there should be more body type differences. Like, uh, sometimes the people who are supposed to be lithe and scout scout like are way too jacked, right? Was uh-huh. when you look at like a gymnast or whatever, they have a different body type, right? People, depending on your role, right? How are you going to be like parkouring around a city when your muscles are so fucking heavy? <laughs> yeah. It just makes it harder, right? So there's like certain body types that are, um good for different things and it would be cooler to have different ones yeah like if you've got a gunner that's sitting on top of a tank all day that guy can be a fat ass and you're like, <laughs> yeah this makes sense a fat yeah. ass sitting on this tank yeah honestly i think that's part of why in infinity they have one model called the fat yon yon with uh-huh. a different body type he's still he still looks strong but he's like big he's strong like strong. he's like trucker like a trucker strong exactly like trucker he's got a gut and everything but he still looks tough right and the fact that they have that different kind of look is just great and it'd be cool like the fat yon unfortunately the fat yon is a joke in infinity whereas Mm -hmm. it would be better if that was not a joke and it was just a wider representation of different body types yeah they're pretty guilty of just using the one male body type and the one female body type for everything (laughs) yeah yeah, not you know what to be fair, like you said, it's it's always the like whatever fighter. And there's not there's there's not even enough the overly steroided Hulk guy, right? No in that thing. Which is kind of annoying. Yeah, and 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 every different model range has a different generic body that they prescribe to for men and women. Like if you and and it would be better if more people used more different body phenotypes. And I think that technically there is more, I guess 
as you know society i don't know it's just basically i don't know why actually maybe it is a bunch of society things and and, and whatever it's just there's more encouragement if you look at a games workshop there is a push to have more different body types which i enjoy um but if it instead of being like like what like the exceptions it would be cooler if it was the rule right and yeah, technically affinities do the same thing right valkyrie has a different body type than most females in the in miniatures but literally she's like the only one <laughs> yeah pretty much just yeah. thicker uh-huh thicker yeah. and taller yeah i think warcry does pretty well about giving different body types because they're not they're trying to do more one-offs i think and trying to make all mm-hmm. your figures more individual yeah so I, I yeah find it's warcry kind of yeah well. And it's kind of weird. I wonder if this has to do with fantasy. Like, technically, you know, fantasy often has different, fe- like, different body types. But it's like, oh, skinny people have to be elves. Like, there's no such thing as a skinny human. Elf. If you're skinny or like or thin, you're an elf. This, yep. and maybe it's the idea where you know it, it goes back to I don't know the the fantasy stories kind of thing where, you know, all of the all of the races are not actually different races. They're they're just different different humans, types. right? <laughs> different humans. They look they're yeah, they're 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 different cultures with different body types spread across the thing. They're like, I don't know what you call them, mm-hmm. stereotypes. So like all the barbarians have to be super burly jocks. There's no such thing as like the whatever thin, whatever life barbarian apparently. Everyone mm-hmm. has to be uh Conan. <clears throat> Oh well, technically Arnold Schwarzenegger because the original Conan was not actually like Arnold Schwarzenegger, but yeah. All right, fair enough. Um, my number three is actually along the same lines. Uh, it is again phenotypes, but it is has to do with height. So it mm-hmm. really annoys me that to keep scale, everyone is around the same height, and I feel like that's basically what they do. They're like every, like. Again, this is tied into your number four and your number three because I feel like it has to do with laziness. When we look at human height, the differences between the shortest guy and the tallest guy, even on average, okay, first of all, like not even the tallest guy, but on average, there's going to be a variation in one, in one gender. Obviously, female males can have different height sizes, but within males and females, it's like, a 20%, a, it's like a 20% range that like most yeah. people fall into. Most people exactly. don't. There's a bell curve. And that bell yeah. curve that contains like most people is pretty wide. Like you don't yeah. need to represent the extremes for it to look common. But yeah, so the middle is like. But it, it starts becoming really weird when everyone is just average height, right? Uh-huh. The to make it look natural, you have to have a difference. You have to have that difference so that when you like obviously one-off miniatures when you're just putting on a shelf, it looks fine. But when everyone is the same height, it starts looking kind of awkward to me, and it it actually really bugs me again this is one of those just realism stuff yeah if you've got more it would dynamic, just make things more interesting if you've got more dynamic poses you often don't notice it as much because the guys will be leaning over or like stepping or doing something so they'll be at a different height even though their body size is exactly the same because they've taken the same 3d sculpt and just moved it around <laughs> yes but at least you can't tell anymore yeah and i yeah i was gonna say this is I think that's exacerbated the issue that everyone now does 3d sculpting because they, in the old days you would just by accident have people of slightly different sizes. 
But in modern sculpting, because everything is 3D, it's too exact, and they don't they don't thi- they don't think about you know changing the height slightly, right? At like of your of your initial um, sculpt, right? And I don't understand. There's no excuse because they, they can. Yeah, like literally, you just when you start off, you're like, okay, I'm gonna roll a die, and on a one, it's gonna be a short guy. I'm gonna reduce the size of this guy, like one whatever how much and on a six it's whatever or 2d6 whatever right to do the bell curve thing but you could literally do that to make it so that it's just you know some some guys are like five foot eight and some guys are six foot three right mm-hmm. and then some guys are five, like just having that variation would be great it's just weird when you have everyone being around the same height it, it's kind of annoying to me yes especially now that everything is monopose Right before, when you said, "Oh, you know, their heads all have to match," whatever. If you need interchangeable um, arms and all that, you're like, "Oh, I can't interchange yeah. the arms in the different heights." Yeah, but, but now if you're monopose, there's no reason to not have uh, people when they're sized to be like slightly different sizes, and yeah, it would go a long way. Not everyone's a genetically engineered space marine. It's going to reach the exact height because they're full of chemicals to do it. Maybe if you're if you're too tall as a space marine, they just kill you and get a new guy. Like, like, oh, this guy grew one extra inch. Now he won't fit in our armor. Get rid of him. Pretty much. Yeah, he won't fit in our tank where we can somehow fit in the <laughs> back of this tank. Maybe that's the guy. That's why those those guys, uh, those space marines in those buggies, they're the mm-hmm. guys with extra short legs. <laughs> that's why they fit them into the buggy. They're like, it just didn't work. Yeah. No. All right. Uh, yeah, so that's my uh, number three. So two more for each of us. What is your number two? Your runner up to the most annoying thing is? Furries. <laughs> Furries. Fuck yeah. Okay. So this is your number two hate is mm-hmm. very specific. Furries. Yeah. You got to explain this one. I would never have thought this was number two. So when game makers try to make variability in like their armies, one of the go-tos is to turn the army into furries. Like they become the wolfman faction or the cat. Oh, entire ranges kind of thing. Yeah. When they try and like differentiate the faction. And this is, it's always the same damn furry ones. It's not, <laughs> oh, we're going to go for like this particular lizard or I'll go for arachnids once in a while. But they just keep going back to your wolfmen, your cat people. That like pigs are out there, but they're rare. Like pigs, uh-huh. cool to have something different like that. But they keep making the same damned furries. And and you and you feel like sometimes you feel like it's be it it's it's sexual. Yes, I feel like they've they've developed some sort of affinity towards them. They're just like, whoa. Okay. You know what? I shouldn't say that because apparently I don't know any furries personally, at least Mm -hmm. I know of, but apparently there's only a significant portion of the population. Like I think it's a minority or a slight majority that, uh, that are furries for sexual reasons. There's actually a significant portion of furries that are, are furries not for sexual reasons. They just like, like, yeah, they just like being animals. But the deviant furries get all the attention because they're doing all the naughty deeds. I think so. I think it's basically if you add sex to it, uh, mm-hmm. it's easier to demonize them yep. as like weird 
So I don't want to, I don't want to kink shame. You know, if, if you're a furry, you know, you, you go and do it. So I, you know what? I disagree with you, Brandon. If you want to have furries and your kink is for some, like consistently dogs and cats makes sense because you know, like those are our, com- our, our man's best friend. Animals. Yeah. They're the common animal yeah. companion. Mm-hmm. Go for it to each their own. Yeah. So, so maybe those weird kinky furry people have, have rubbed me the wrong way and now I just can't look at dog or or maybe there's something that you need to go look inside of yourself to see what the actual issue is well i've kept it down really well (laughs) all right all right fair enough um so furries and you know what there's the other thing is that in some ways i can understand um it's okay to have, you know, like every, like we said, like to each their own, right? You have your own kink or whatever, or you have, it's not, if it's not a kink, you just like them, right? Mm-hmm. It's fine to have them. It's just the prevalence of them. It's like a go-to, right? It's like, oh, we need to create another faction. Let's just take this faction and then like take the same faction and then just turn them into furries. And somehow that is the equivalent of coming up with an entire culture and story and uniqueness. It just gets boring after a while. The first time you saw a werewolf faction, you're like, cool. The yeah. second, third, fourth, 10th, 20th time. Yeah. Cause I mean, I played circle in war machine. That's true. Like, oh, a bunch of wolf men. This is fine. That's true. But then so furries after- are okay. Just in moderation. Yeah. But eventually like you just get sick of seeing them in every game. That's fair. I mean, the space wolves. Yeah, okay, you've got wolves there. Just people. They just got don't... more furry mm-hmm. as time went on. Initially, they were just humans with fangs, right? And they're actually, I think, initially supposed to be more like uh, Vikings. And then as time went on, instead of they took space wolf a little bit too literally, and so mm-hmm. instead of being just Vikings. Uh, they became the Space Marine furry faction where like they started releasing models that are literally like, you know, have, have dog noses and whatever. And then they started adding in fluff where all of the wolves that they would, they would use as pets were actually Space Marines too. Yeah, they couldn't help themselves. (laughs) It did. You know what? It did go more furry as the time went on. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You've got to fight the furry. Fight it off. (laughs) All right. All right. It's by the combustion. Fair enough. All right. Everything in moderation, even furries. That's mm-hmm. fine. All right. Nine number two is um again, you know what? Similar. It's like this thing I'm okay with every once in a while. I think it's great to have, you know, like like we talked about more lots of diversity and things that you like. And but sometimes when every like again we said like tropes that are way too used like when it's on every single model of this type you're like come on do something different so my number two is high heels on uh all female models so i find it such a minor even even like i feel what no way it's so annoying I'm like, really? You're going to be some warrior and you have high heels on? Mm-hmm. This is not practical. It's breaking my immersion. Like, I understand every once in a while you have your femme fatale, right? You have your uh, sexy warrior, whatever, barbarian, right? 
like Red Sonia or something, where she can run around with her chainmail bikini and sword and high heels and stuff. But like every single every single uh, warrior, like every single female warrior in your army is going to have high heels. Can well, we have a little bit of diversity? I said the same thing. Like you know, a lot. It's, it's similar to the height thing. It's just like this trope is like on every like in Infinity where. Sure, you have some some women who want to wear high heels with onto battle. Okay, fine, or, or platforms or whatever. But mm-hmm. every single one, like you can probably count. Like Infinity, in some ways, is good because there's tons of of uh, uh, female actions. models. Yeah. But you can probably count on one hand how many do not have heels of some sort on. Yeah, if if one faction was just like, yeah, this is just how we roll. We roll with yeah, the, sure, exactly. Some sexy witch elf faction, pants. sure. It's like hack Islam. It's like we're into fashion. We're just gonna wear this in the battle. We don't give a shit. <laughs> Whereas U.S. Ariadna is like, no, no, we wear combat boots, not combat heels. Yeah, exactly. And the, and the women of that faction were just wearing like combat boots because that's the, the yeah. You would think so, that. right? But and again, this goes with like does it? It goes with more of the, not being overdone. So, it goes with does it yeah. fit the theme? Yes, exactly. So you have certain guys, like I said occasionally it's fine or even an entire faction if that's part of the theme right like there's there's uh, characters which is like an all-female uh division called odalisks who are supposed to be i think it's the theme is like sexy bodyguards i have no idea mm-hmm. um in infinity and for them all to have heels okay sure that's cool right i i'd actually like them i like the, the odalisk models but then the like literal grunt the u.s ariana grunt all of the men don't really have heels but like the women have like three inch heels they have pumps yeah, <laughs> yeah. what is this what is, like it's just too much combat so it'd be cooler combat boot with heels yeah yeah exactly well how many and 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 they're not small heels either right they're like giant ones in general and this is and it's not just technically uh infinity right we like to tease them but in fact infinity is somewhat better because at least they don't all have boob armor or weird like boob shaped clothing all the time where it's like super for like the guys will have thick burly whatever jackets and then the girls will have form-fitting things that taper at the waist so that they look perfect like Mm -hmm. sometimes in infinity actually don't have that they often no, do. Don't get me wrong. They're not, they're not wearing like corsets to like shrink their waists down. Although you yeah. often see models in Infinity where where the the girl versions of the uh, models, like the guy the guy one will have a full jacket and whatever, and then mm-hmm. the girl one, her she'll have a uh uh her her midriff bare for no reason. Like the guy has the full on armor and then the all the girl armor is what, child armor or something? So it only goes <laughs> has to show off her like lower back or something like that. I just like, come on, man. Mm-hmm. Every once in a while, fine. Just not every single person in my army. Yep. But the heels is the to me is the most egregious thing. Cause it's like the least practical. Yeah, it's just totally well, at least it's a small part of the miniature. So I can usually overlook it. <laughs> Sometimes I think I should try to cut off their heels so that it just looks like they're stepping. But I think some metal models effort. have sometimes done it where you can just like bend their whole foot upwards to fix it. Huh? But and often, cut off their heel? We have to be able to bend the front of their foot up to 
Oh, it's such a pain in the ass, though. It's just... Can't, can't usually do it. Like I said, this, is, this goes along with my other one. I just like diversity. Mm-hmm. Right? Just reflect the world that we live in, right? To make it more real. Yep. That's about it. All right. Okay. Oh. Number one. The biggest the one thing. We... The reason why we came up with this topic of top five miniature tropes we hate. And the, the one thing that I'm like, you need to change. It's not, the other ones were all of the other topics, all of the other numbers. That's just, uh, you know, personal opinion. You can mm-hmm. feel free to disagree with us. I'm okay with that. You know, if you like it, if you like, if you like heels on all of your female models, if you like everyone to be the same height, if you like tons of straps and ropes and everything everywhere, and you like to have everything sculpted on, that's fine. You know what? I can live with that. But this number one issue is unacceptable in 2020. Yep, there's the, the people who buy these things should be ashamed of themselves. Yeah, and they should really, yeah, they should change. This is, this is unnegotiable. It is. Do we just want to call it by its, its proper name or do we want to describe it first? Uh, let's just come up with it. What is the number one problem? And because neither of us have named it yet, we know it's the same one. It's heroic scale. It's just, it's heroic scale. Heroic scale is terrible. So what is heroic scale for the people that don't know anything about miniatures and for some reason are listening to a podcast? It is giant heads, (laughs) giant hands. And I guess if they weren't wearing pants, there'd probably be something else giant. (laughs) And their heads are misshapen. Their faces are misshapen, so their eyes are not even in the right place on their head. No, their eyes are, they've gotten rid of the top of the head to spread out facial features over more of the face. So everyone is super, de- is like deformed, and not in like a super cutesy way, in a weird, deformed, monster way. Yeah, and for the people who, who only live in those games where they, they, they manipulate the faces like this, and they deform yeah. them. That they don't see it, but as soon as you put it next to any properly sculpted 3D model where they've referenced reality, mm-hmm. it just looks, they look like an abomination when you put them next to a properly sculpted model. Yep. And mm. so this heroic scale is widespread, mostly for historical reasons. Yeah, and so the people, who, to so this the people who have bought into it, if the people have bought into it and all the measures they painted so far are abominations... And they finally go and they buy something that's sculpted properly. They're like, oh my God, this is an abomination. <laughs> you know what? It's like when you're told the truth and you deny the truth because it'd be too painful to accept yeah, it. To see all of the models you bought before were deformed. And, and all now you have to admit. You felt so proud of that you have to admit that you were wrong. It's just too painful. Yeah. But you've got to... Those people just, just got to get over it. it. And here's the thing for all of those people that are like, no, but I like Eric's scale. By the way, one of the biggest issues is that Games Workshop, which is the biggest model company in the world, still does heroic scale. And, yep. uh, and you know that this is a, an issue because even Games Workshop now is moving away from it slowly. Yeah, so you'll see every single one of the models. The entire part of the Primaris is because, again, giant head, giant hands, and what did they, they do with the Primaris? They kept the head the same size mm-hmm. and they stretched up the body and technically the hands and guns are the same size, right? 
And yep. suddenly the model looks so much better because it looks more realistic. Yeah, they don't have a gun that would be like 50 pounds. They don't have hands that would be bigger than that are the same size as their head anymore. <laughs> well, actually, they're still close, but the, it's gloves, so whatever. Yeah. No, the glove. Oh, yeah, the gloves didn't increase. So, yeah. Anyhow. Yeah, the entire body stretching out just makes it. To be fair, like Space Marines, it's not as bad because they often wear a helmet. Like, if you have the new Primaris, when they're wearing their helmet, they look uh, so much better because you can't tell that, you know, they're their heads are too big but when they take off their helmet and suddenly their head inside the helmet of the model is the same size as their helmet you know something is wrong yeah this is <clears throat> there's this is also not acceptable in the world of 3d sculpting yeah and and you can, you can you, test you can, this out yeah you can totally here's the thing you can tell that this is like if you love you know let's say you disagree with us first of all you're wrong second of all you should be ashamed of yourself Third of all, you can tell this is a problem because when you see sculptors 3D, there's a lot of people who are coming into the miniature 3D space, especially from the board game side, who don't have the historicity of heroic scale. And what do they sculpt? They sculpt real-sized people, people that are sized normally because that's it's normal. There's this argument in heroic scale circles that there's something special about miniatures that means that that when you're looking from above that actually everything looks better when you make your heads way too big and your hands too big when you see a battle scene or when you literally look at someone from above does everyone look deformed yeah the perspective shouldn't when they're small when they're really small does it does everyone look deformed no your your eyes and your mind naturally understands looking at someone far away so when you're, you look at someone far away and if, if their head is too big and, ha- and their hands are too big, you're just, it's less noticeable because everything is blurry because it's small. But if you actually were able to look at it normally, you'd be like, whoa, this guy's deformed. Yeah, I think the excuse is often, oh, you need to be able to paint the face details on. But that doesn't excuse the giant hands either. <laughs> like, where does that thing come from? I, I, get it. I get it. They're like, oh, but... The hand will break off if we don't have it really. If we and don't that's make the, the entire thing. It's historical because yeah. in the old days, you could not make your head and your hand so small with details and stuff because the tin and metal and everything was not good enough. Well, we don't live in the 19th century anymore or the eight, is it the, yeah, the 19th century, uh, right? The tin soldiers, it's not, you know, 1895 or 1910, right? The ability to have small models with proper proportions is there. So make them realistic. Yeah, like with like just compare WizKids, right? WizKid models, they're normal sized. And they look so much better. And when people and and people are like, oh well, you know, it's better for when people look at them. No, actually, you know, like D and D minis, right, from WizKids, which are are sized normally because they don't have the history of making everything weirdly oddly shaped like Games Workshop. They're selling like gangbusters, right? Even though they're n- technically their models are not super high quality, but nobody gives a crap that, oh, these are not heroic scale and their heads are not giant and their faces are deformed where their eyes are pushed up over their head, or I guess technically, yeah, pushed up on their head. Why, why should your eyes be where in the middle of your forehead? Yeah, like this the wizard ones will sometimes make the hands bigger so they fit around the weapons just because so the, the weapons need to be thicker than they would in reality. Yeah. So they break right off. That's, they often try and work around it though by giving like handles to them and that, but sometimes the hands are 
big on them. But again, that's but it's a- literally just lazy sculpting. But the aim is to be normal sized, right? When they make, they had to manipulate it to make the the actual sculpture work. But the head, there's no excuse. The head has a nice neck. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah, we have the sculpting technology. Let's stop pretending that this historicity is good. Any new gamer coming up just thinks it looks a little bit weird and off, especially when it's against a model that is correctly scaled. And this is one of those things, actually, that bugs me in Infinity. They used to be more, they started off like deformed again, like when they're old, and then they started making everything true scale. And I feel like there's one sculptor that they have in their new batch of sculptors that sculpts everything heroic scale. And I hate their models. He probably got introduced to one of, he probably got indoctrinated by some other miniature company and they told him this is how it has to be and he doesn't know how to change. Yeah, and it's, it, it just looks weird. Yeah. It doesn't look like a human. Why, why is everything like, and don't get me wrong, I love cartoons and cartoony looks, okay? But when it's, at, first of all, even the name Heroic Scale doesn't make sense because that's just marketing. Like it's probably because some guy in the 80s was like, this looks weird. Why is this guy's head so big? And they're like, no, it's, it's not big and weirdly deformed. Uh, I'm not going to tell you the reason why I did it is because I don't have the technology to make their head the right size. No, it's heroic. We're just making it look cool. You look so, at any classical art. Do you, mm-hmm. If you look at classical art on, on 2D when they don't have the problems of manufacturing process, are there heroic? do the heroic people have giant heads? So maybe... Because the heroes in your game, like your mooks in your toy soldier fight would always have helmets on. But then your heroes, because they're so cool, would take the helmet off to show off, like, oh, you have to see me. Because I'm, I'm the special one in the background, so he would uh-huh. take it off because he was the hero. So he would have to have a giant freaking head. Because <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise, otherwise if he wore the helmet, he'd just be one of the foot soldiers. So maybe, maybe sure, that's where- maybe. I have no idea. It's not heroic. Generally, and you look at art, actually they shrink the head size and enlarge the body to make something heroic. That's the general artistic way of making something heroic. It's not to make your heads giant and your hands for some reason. Uh, giant hands actually sometimes make things, makes things more heroic. But like, you're not fooling anyone. We all know the history. Maybe we don't all know the history of it, but it doesn't make any sense. At least the normal guys should be normal scaled. And I actually love cartoon looks. Like there's a, a line of models called, oh no, it's not called, the Hero, the Cool Mini or Not or Simon or Kaman models. Yeah. Um, they're often very, you know, caricatures, right? It's based off of the art. And then the, the sculpt is a cartoony figure based on the art. And I love that. I don't, I'm not against non-realistic uh, models. But I don't like them choosing this artistic whatever endeavor when, first of all, a lot of these models are ostensibly supposed to be realistic. But a realistic person does not have the head the size of a pumpkin and hands the size of hands. So Mm -hmm. if you're doing realistic, whatever, and make them real, true scale. Yep. All right. Do you have anything more to rant about this? No, there's just no excuse. Like, we have <laughs> right. technology. And, there's yeah. no excuse for this. Yeah, and you can see that and, you know painting techniques. We're right. Different. You can see we're right because 
all of, not all of them, but a lot of the companies are moving away from heroic scale. Yeah, and widely, people... not saying it to piss off their fans, but they're like, you know, Games Workshop, the models are more and more becoming realistic. The heads are no longer deformed where the eyes are in the middle of your forehead. Things are becoming more and more real and they look better. And, and maybe the heroic scale, because they're doing it slowly, the people that were in heroic scale are, you know, they're all saying, oh, you know, Games Workshop, the models have never looked better. And part of it is because they're getting rid of the super deformed look. Yeah, and, and the paint, like the, the paint, the painting materials, like the paint itself, the brushes, like the knowledge about it and the quality of them has all gone up. Mm-hmm. And the knowledge, like the YouTube videos out there about how to paint faces. Yep. There's no longer an excuse that, oh, it's really, really hard to do. You can now get the right materials to do the painting properly. You, can yeah, you don't even have, yeah, and people are now, uh, now understand that you don't even really have to paint your eyes if you don't want to. No, you don't need to paint the whites. At that scale, you don't have to paint the whites of your eyes. Don't paint. In fact, don't. If you don't, if you can't do it, don't paint the whites of your eyes. People like if you every single time you paint the white of your eyes, there's too much white. Just don't paint Mm -hmm. it. Just do the dark line, crease it. Yeah, like way better. I'm looking at our video chat now, and only because there's the only light source is coming directly at my face from outside, can I sort of see that there's whites in my eyes. Whereas your light source is coming from sort of behind you, and you have glasses on. you can't see it don't see it very much and that's the thing when people say you know paint the whites of your eyes they're like make your eyes bigger so that i can paint the white eyes how about you just don't make it the eyes normal sized and then you don't paint the whites of your eyes and if you don't understand how to make the eyes look good up close and far away just don't paint the fucking white of your eyes Mm -hmm. don't make your white the whites of your eyes too big so that they have that weird stereo look yep exactly so you think that's why people like heroic scale? They're like, uh, I can't paint the whites of eyes of people if they're not heroic scale. Oh, It is weird that Games Workshop and like a lot of, a lot of old painting paint jobs did, just did not know how to paint eyes. And so everyone looked starey. Like they looked, the whites were, the whites, the, they painted too much white in the eye, eye sockets. So it's all like a googly eye. Yeah. Yeah. It is kind of weird that, you would have thought that they would have understood that you should less is more. That someone would just not do it. And you're like, oh, that looks so good. And you're like, oh, <laughs> it looks so realistic now. Yeah. Stupid step and it looks better. Or like, just if it's really small, just don't make it pure white. Then it'll look better. Right? Like if you're, if you're far away, you won't even see pure white because everything is blended together. So it won't be this like blank. Yeah. Yeah, that's part of like the tutorials out there to tell you, oh, how do I paint eyes, Google? And then someone out there will tell you, no, you do not use white. You use like a light-ish gray. It's only like slightly darker than a medium gray. Oh, well, no, you, you don't. You don't have to use. Not medium gray, but it's like you, you don't have to use gray. Oh, there's a lot of different ways to do it. No. I wouldn't call that gray. No, it's. Or off whites, or mixing yeah. it with flesh, and all these different ways, and browns. And it's like a that. very, it's not a very light off white even. Yeah, you don't, you don't have to have pure white so that it sticks out like a sore thumb. In fact, it doesn't make sense to even do that. Nope. Yep. Anyways, <laughs> there's a little of painting, I guess, painting tips and, and encouragement to walk away from um, heroic scale. Yeah, you don't. Um, you don't need so, so, so here's a question. Let's say you are in a game where they're still doing heroic scale. What can you do to avoid it? Head swaps. 
<laughs> pay a bajillion dollars to do head swaps. I think it's worth it personally. Mm-hmm. Um, and play um, factions where they all have big gloves or so big helmets, or they've got helmets. Big on. gloves, yeah, big gloves and helmets, so that you can explain away that actually their hands are not the size of hands. It's just they have really, really big gloves on. And yeah, and you, yeah. It actually, one of the things that bugs me about Primaris is that it's still, the, the people are still a little bit deformed. Because you look at, the thing that bugs me is that actually the, the, the Primaris model is much closer to the original Space Marine look. But the art for Primaris's Primaris makes the heads even smaller. So now they don't even match their freaking art. It's so well, stupid. The, the old art used to have giant heads. And you're like, oh, okay. Space Marines have giant heads, according to the art. Yeah. But but still, but it's like the relative difference between the old Space Marine art to the Space Marine models is the same with the new Primaris Space Marine heads to the Space Marine mo- uh, art, right? It's the same difference. Actually, what, what should have happened in what, is that you'd use the old art and you'd match it to the current Primaris. That scale is now much closer. Like, it makes no sense why your art super deforms... <laughs> your guys right it actually kind of bugs me even with the aliens because like when i look at my my orcs i'm like well they're aliens of course they all have big heads Mm -hmm. and then when i look at the art i'm like wait how come their heads are so small in the art it doesn't make sense right so they literally have heroic scale so my art doesn't match actually how the models are it's it really bugs me but it's okay in the future People, people are catching on. It will be it's gone, fine. basically. Yeah. We'll be okay. Do you, do you think so? So, do you think that it'll be gone? The Kurok scale is just going to fade away, especially when all of these different like Games Workshop is the biggest. Once they they stop being fully heroic, it, it'll be gone. Um, they're still heroic, but they're, they're they're less heroic than they were before. Heroic scale, or, or they're less pumpkin head than they were before. Um, yeah, they're they're the benchmark that people compare to. So, so you think of. And I, I think it really helps the fact that WizKids with their D&D miniatures line is true scale. I think you have all this new generation of people who are picking up these models who are like, who don't even understand, whose main models, who main group of models are all true scale and not the super deformed. Yeah, so and I, I do feel like... Game, the board games that come with miniatures too, they don't even think people are going to paint them. So there's no point in having giant heads. They just need to look good as they are, as a sculpture. Yeah. And if it you, actually, yep. And yeah. So there's no, there's no reason for them to try and do it. It just has to look good sculpted. Yep. It actually bugs me the most about uh, small indie developers um, because I love supporting indie developers. I love independent artists. I think that oftentimes their art is much more interesting and dynamic because they don't have to kowtow to a whatever product line and history. So that everything is much more interesting and whatever. But when they decide to sculpt things heroically, it immediately turns me off and I can't buy them. So please, if you have an entire control of your product line, don't deform your models. Make them match the art. Make it like there's, it, there's, it doesn't make sense. You don't have to especially if you're doing 3d sculpts you don't have to do these things it'll look better it's the future don't date your stuff no we've left the 80s please move on yeah um yeah that's basically it 
And I feel like they're, yeah. Maybe in the future, there will be more and more indies that do that. It's just, I see it so often in, in indie developer, in the indie uh, miniature creators that it, it bugs me. Yeah, I don't want to go into their psychology. I just, they're trapped. Yeah. All I can say is they're trapped and they need help. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, so let's go over uh, the, the five to one and then call it good. So my number five was overly ornate base dioramas sculpted together with a miniature. What was your number five? It was. Oh, why don't you just go through your five? I forgot to do it quick. No. Okay. Giant shoulder pads. Number four, too many straps, uh, packs, and rob the filding of or left fielding of your miniature. Yep. My four is armor that is locked in place. All right. My third is everyone is the same height. Mm-hmm. And I guess my number three is the MMA body type on everyone. Uh, my number two is high heels on every single female warrior. All right. My number two is furries. <laughs> and both of our number ones is heroic scale must die. Yeah, it'll, it will. All right. Uh, if you have any uh, pet peeves about uh, miniature uh, sculpting issues, like tropes that you wish would just die in the tire fire uh, and we need to walk away from, why don't you give us a shout, find us on Facebook, you know, do all that kind of stuff. Reach out to us. We'd love to hear it. We love yeah. hearing people bitch. It's honestly one of the, our favorite things besides, you know, painting miniatures. And yeah. now that we're, now that we can't play games anymore, we've, you know, that's this is one of the few things we still have. I know. I like most tropes, so this was actually hard to come up with. <laughs> I'm sure some yeah, people we had, yeah. overdone. Yeah, we I had a whole list of things that I'm like, actually I like that trope. It's overdone, yeah. but keep it going. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh that's it. Yep, yeah, nice listening. Okay, done. We're at the end. If you want to uh, reach out to us, you can find us on Facebook at Dice Over Everything. Uh, join our group at Dice Over Everything group, or you can email us at contact at diceovereverything.com. Yeah, and if you want to see what we're working on, you can go to diceovereverything.com. Uh, so, yeah, that's it. Thanks for listening. Bye.